2: Oh, I'm sorry if you feel that way.
1: Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M.
2: And I'm Christina M. With a
1: pretty bad apology. There.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? I'm
1: sorry you feel that oh. way
2: oh i'm sorry i feel that way
1: (laughs) so why is it christina why is it so hard to say i'm sorry
2: oh goodness well i don't know about you daniel but as you can see i am an expert apologizer (laughs) every time i say i'm sorry you accept it and we feel closer than ever right oh
1: of course and then we have makeup sex too so
2: yeah maybe not when i'm apologizing like that
1: no (laughs)
2: Well, I wish that were true, that I am the best apologizer ever. I am the first one to admit that I'm I'm actually pretty awful. (laughs) It's not that I mean to be. Like, I don't want to hurt you and I want to be a good apologizer. It's just that I honestly didn't really know how.
1: Yeah, Mm, me too. Same camp.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dr. John Gottman, a psychologist and therapist, says, successful relationships master the art of apology. Let me say that one more time. Successful relationships master the art of apology. We also read verses in the Bible about not letting the sun go down while we are still angry and to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. So apologizing and forgiving are really crucial aspects of marriage. So
1: if you've been married longer than, I don't know, a week, you've probably (laughs) already realized that there's no such thing. ...as a perfect marriage. You're going to have disagreements. Misunderstandings are going to happen. Hurt feelings are going to be an occurrence. Hopefully not too regular. And trust will be broken. Making mistakes is what makes us human. But when you've hurt your spouse... Knowing the right way to apologize makes all the difference.
2: Mm, So true.
1: True apologies strengthen your relationship and can actually bring you closer together, not further apart, which is why in today's episode, we want to give you four steps to healing hurts with your spouse by learning the art of apologizing.
2: Before we dive in, we do want to note that some mistakes are bigger than others, and sometimes saying I'm sorry is not nearly enough, especially if there's been something like an affair or a big betrayal of trust. If you are walking through this journey, goodness, our hearts go out to you. That is difficult. And these four steps we are discussing are a good place to start, but... We highly recommend counseling for both of you as a couple and also as you, an individual. There's so much more that needs to be worked through in your relationship, so we can't recommend counseling highly enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Knowing you've hurt the one you love feels awful, right? And it may feel quite frustrating when it seems like whatever you do or say makes things worse. Like... I said, I'm sorry. What else do you want? Oh, hopefully not in that tone.
2: (laughs) I want a real apology.
1: (laughs) So podcast family, apologizing to your spouse and healing your relationship. You know what? It involves more than just saying, I'm sorry. It's about repairing your connection.
2: Well, before we get into the four steps to healing hurts with your spouse, let's discuss what a bad apology looks like, because this may be the key to understanding why your apologies are not being accepted by your spouse. And instead of drawing y'all closer together, it is making a huge wedge between y'all.
1: In her book, Why Won't You Apologize?, Harriet Lerner discusses three ways to ruin an apology. Harriet says, many well-intentioned folks want to apologize and genuinely don't know how. They've said I'm sorry and don't understand why the hurt party doesn't soften up. Recognizing the most common ingredients of a failed apology will lay the groundwork for knowing how to offer a successful one.
2: Uh, yeah, go Harriet. <laughs> Daniel, do you remember me reading these three fake apologies to you when I was reading her book? Yeah. Yeah. We both looked at each other stunned, like literally our jaws dropping to the floor because we were like, oops. That one, that, yep. That one. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. and yeah, done that yeah, last check, time. Check, check, check. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. We quickly realized that we have done all three of these and also have been the recipient of all of these failed apologies. Attempts. We have a lot of growing and learning to do, right?
1: (laughs) And that's why we can do this together via this podcast. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Exactly. So let's all learn together.
1: All right. So here are the three including the word but. Number two, I'm sorry you felt that way. And number three, including the word if. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's start with the first one including the word but.
2: When you hurt your spouse more than anything in the world, The hurt person wants to hear an apology that is sincere and heartfelt, right? However, when the word but is added on to the apology, it quickly undoes anything that you said before. (laughs) So watch out for this sneaky three-letter word. It almost always signals an excuse or cancels out the original message.
1: You know, this one's super tricky, though, because, you know, we often talk about I statements, right? When our children are in arguments and it's like, hey, instead of saying you, 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 you say I, right? Express how you feel and, you know, start with yourself. So, So listen to this apology and tell me how you feel afterward. I'm sorry that I lost my temper and called you all those horrible names, but you were late, which made me late and I can't stand being late. (laughs)
2: <laughs> wow, that was the most genuine I mean, sincere I used, apology. I used I statements. Oh,
1: really? I, I used I statements, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which which was fine, right? I'm sorry that I lost my temper and I called you those horrible names. Hey, mm-hmm. great. You're 50% there. Yeah. But uh, that word, and but... then you are
2: back to zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're basically
1: saying, hey, you know what? Given the whole situation, my rudeness, anger, resentment, and hurtfulness... Yeah, it's pretty understandable, isn't it?
2: Well, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Podcast family, it doesn't matter whether the statement you make after the butt is true, okay? Even if it is true, when you say it after the butt, it makes the apology false. So keep the butts behind. Uh, you like that one, right? Oh, good mom, yeah. Jack. <laughs>
1: All right. Okay. So number one, including the word, but another bad apology would be saying something like, I'm sorry you felt that way. Mm. (laughs) I mean, this phrase is another one of those common ones, right? Those fake apologies. As Harriet Lerner says, a true apology keeps the focus on your actions and not on the other person's response.
2: Mic drop. One of the common ways that we can get away from taking responsibility for our actions is by apologizing for the other person's feelings rather than our specific behavior.
1: Mm, Okay, so let's go back to that first example and I'll start with the first fake apology and we'll see how you respond. A little bit of role-playing. I'm sorry that I lost my temper and called you all those horrible names, but you were late, which made me late and I can't stand being late.
2: Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. My meeting ran late and I couldn't control that. At least I'm here now. What do you want?
1: (laughs) Does that feel any better?
2: No. <laughs> I did get my my two cents in yeah, though. Oh, so oh, take sure that.
1: Did. Yeah, you yeah, sure did. Yeah.
2: I, <laughs> I win. Mean, this response
1: does not strengthen your bond and connection with your spouse. No. And right? we've it said it in doesn't.
2: previous podcasts before that if you win an argument, you actually both lose.
1: <laughs> right. But the tricky thing with this fake apology is that the response did include an apology. Right? It did. I mean, you said I'm sorry. You feel that way, right? And then you kind of explain that.
2: Mm -hmm. And I have used this technique many times because I also feel that you need to understand and give you the full picture of why I was running late.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like
2: I was the victim to my work meeting. So was it really my fault?
1: Yeah, exactly, Christina. So in that response, while you may have felt that you've done the right thing and, and you were a victim to your work meeting, um, honestly, the apology didn't come through. I don't think it came across the way that you were hoping it would, do, it would.
2: And why is that?
1: Because there's that shifting of responsibilities, right? You shifted the responsibility back to me. In other words, you were saying, hey, I'm sorry that you overreacted to my perfectly sensible and reasonable comments.
2: Ah, yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah, that shifting of the blame (laughs) is a tricky
2: (laughs) thing. It is, right? Because you do, and I'm very much one to be very guilty of this, is like I really want the other person to understand my point of view because it would allow them to get the full picture. Mm -hmm. But as you were saying, Daniel, how it came across was, hey, I'm innocent. It's you. It's all your fault. It's the way you feel. I have nothing to have to work on here at all. So, you know. You take it. Yeah. (laughs) Ball's in your court.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So that's the second apology, the fake apology. The third one is including the word if.
2: Goodness. Why are it like the tiniest words? But if, why do they deliver such a hugely negative result? Right? Mm. So while the word if only contains two letters, I, F, it also invites the other person to question their own reactions. Almost any apology that begins with, I'm sorry if, is another non-apology.
1: All right. So give us a couple examples.
2: Okay. So listen to the difference between these two apologies and you tell me which one you would rather receive, okay? Okay. Number one, I'm sorry if my comment made you feel offended. All right. Do you feel kind of apologized to? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Versus the comment i made was offensive i'm sorry i was insensitive and i want you to know that it won't happen again
1: oh that's much better right yeah that yeah. is yeah yeah
2: cuz yeah, then okay. like the first one didn't you feel like you're like you're confused
1: yeah so, so should yeah,
2: okay. i uh thanks thanks yeah <laughs> right
1: yeah whereas the the latter one it was it was clear
2: exactly and the latter one really opens the door to reconnection with your spouse again. And that is the main point of an apology. And you will know right away, not even with your spouse, just with anyone in general, if their apology feels like it dries more of a wedge between you and that other person, you know that's probably a fake one.
0: The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Available wherever books are sold.
1: Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so now that we're on the same page about what a fake apology is, let's get into the steps to healing hurts with our spouse, right? And the first one is, we're talking about apologies here. The first one is to actually offer an apology, but not just any apology, a sincere apology. You know, this is why we took the time to first dissect what a bad apology was, because honestly, if you're like us, uh, you thought those were honest apologies and you've probably said a couple of them or maybe all of them to your spouse Before, So, what is a sincere apology? What is a genuine apology? Is it something that you just say to to get things back to normal as soon as possible? Or is it something that you say because you want to seek reconciliation and reconnection with your spouse and allow them to experience the healing that your damages could have caused?
2: Daniel, I love how you are... Getting to the motives of why you are apologizing Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. while receiving and I forgive you, that is the best case scenario, right? You apologize and your spouse says, I forgive you. While that's always welcomed and always hoped for, that's not actually the reason why you're apologizing, is it?
1: Well, at the surface, that, that, that might be what you want. Right. Right. Oh, but, I think
2: we all want to feel that. Because then it's like... Want the st- you just want
1: the peace again, Exactly. Right?
2: The yeah. The slate is wiped clean.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if that's the only reason you're saying, I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. you just want to get back to that. Right. And have that status, or not that status quo, cool, but just that peace... Even in keel. Your rel- yeah, even keel in your mm-hmm. relationship, then actually your apology is not sincere I mean, it might even make things worse because your spouse could possibly recognize that your apology is manipulative.
2: Exactly. Especially if your pattern before has always been to say you're sorry and then expect forgiveness yeah, right that's away. Yeah, right, that's right. Especially mm-hmm. if you say, and I know uh, that this is something that has been taught beforehand of asking, will you forgive me? So you're saying, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And while that can be... A peace offering, it can also look, be looked upon as manipulative Mm -hmm. because your actions aren't actually changing.
1: Yeah, that's right. You're just trying to get back. You're hoping it's the magic words that'll solve everything. Right. Yeah.
2: If so, if your spouse is always constantly hearing, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And you're doing the exact same things that are hurting your spouse over and over again. No, that's not going to work, y'all.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, things could even get worse uh, because they see that the apology is actually insincere.
2: Or they see that you're lying to them. Yeah, that's right.
1: So before you apologize, get honest with yourself about why right why are you apologizing what are you genuinely sorry for and you better know that before especially if your spouse is like uh okay but what are you apologizing yeah for? what and are you, you sorry for yeah what are you sorry and if you don't know how to answer that
0: yeah that's
2: gonna get you, yeah even
1: more so <laughs> so uh, what's helpful is to place yourself in your spouse's shoes right try to see things from their perspective and and you know what this is going to require some time to really think and pray about your actions and the part that you played in this conflict, especially when you think it's the other person's fault. Always. Right? And mm-hmm. they think it's your fault, mm-hmm. right? So you really, no, no argument is ever 100% someone's fault. So take some time to really think and pray about, you know, the part that you play to contribute to this.
2: So if you are in that situation where you want to be able to take some time to think about your part and what you've done, be able to reflect and be able to um, have empathy for your spouse, you need to express that too. Say to your spouse that you need some time to process all that is going on and that you want to further understand their point of view. So maybe you just need to take some time away.
1: And you know what? To actually verbalize that is mm-hmm. incredibly powerful because if you don't, then your spouse might be like, Do they even care? Right. Like, does this even bother them? Why the are way you not bo- saying anything? Yeah. And it's like, why are they going away? We're trying to work this out. So we really do want to encourage you to express as hard as that is, especially in the mm-hmm. heat of the moment. That's you probably just want to walk away to actually shut take down. Yeah, to take that time to be like, Hey, can we just have a moment? Or talk about this a little bit later so that we can, so I can just process Mm -hmm. what's going on. That'd be great.
2: Right. And a further note on that is if you're going to say that, actually do it. This is not an excuse to be able to walk away and have a day or two of pretend peace. (laughs) You need to come back and say, okay, can we talk about this again? Are you ready to talk about it?
1: Yeah, that's right. So that's the first step to offer a sincere apology. The second step is to acknowledge their hurt and to not get defensive.
2: That's a hard one. The whole defensive (laughs) thing. Like, we put up that wall, right? Protect myself. (laughs) So when you decide you are ready to go to your spouse and apologize, you need to be prepared for a full range of responses and emotions. Mm. Your spouse might interrupt your apology by describing how much you've hurt them and how they can't believe that you would do such a thing, perhaps because you've done it before again and again. In this case, it's important to let them speak and not interrupt them with your view of the situation. I love this saying by Stephen Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it goes like this, seek first to understand and then to be understood.
1: Mm, I love that.
2: Like imagine how different our relationships, even our world would be if we first tried to understand another person's point of view rather than yell our point of view across to them. Yeah, that's right. Now. I'll be first to admit, it is something that is really difficult to do during apologies because the very nature of apologizing puts you in a vulnerable position. You are saying that you are wrong. And it's really scary. It can be, right? Especially Mm -hmm. if your spouse is angry or yelling or you just feel flooded. What is happening is... Your brain is actually signaling to you that you are in danger. And then the fight or flight mode can be triggered. When that happens, your automatic bodies and your brain's response is the need to protect yourself. That can look in different ways. That can be either you want to run away, either that means you want to shut down, or it can also mean that you get defensive and you fall back on those false apologies, or you start yelling and screaming at your spouse again.
1: Okay. Okay. Wait a second. Fall back on those false apologies. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to think that those false apologies are rooted in defensiveness.
2: Yeah. Right. It's the whole deflection, right? Yeah, that's it's right. not me. It's you. Yeah. Huh. I'm sorry that you can't see that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. well, yeah. So, I mean, when you think about it, how can you truly apologize when you are in that fight or flight mode? Right. How can you truly apologize when you are defensive? I mean, we almost and and I don't know how many people can process clearly and think and place themselves in the other person's shoes Mm -hmm. when you are in that fight or flight mode.
2: Right. I mean, I look back on our relationship, Daniel. There's not many times where we are in the middle of a heated argument and then someone just says, I'm sorry. And just, it ends there. And
1: it be sincere. No. Right. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. It's, it's it's usually the, I hate
1: this conflict. Let's just get back to normal. I'm sorry.
2: Exactly. Or like, <laughs> can you just leave me alone? I I need to think about this. Or you just, for me, especially in our younger years of marriage, I just shut down. I didn't say anything. You would just start talking and I would zip my lips. But my brain inside my, you know, in my head is saying all of the things that I want to say. But I'm not actually telling you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's
2: right. that doesn't help, does it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. No. So while it's important to not get defensive, It does not mean that you never explain your side of the story and become a doormat for your spouse to step all over you, Mm. okay? Mm. It just means that when you're in the middle of apologizing, that's not the time and place to have those types of conversations. There is another time and place for that, which we will get into in a different episode. Instead, we need to focus that when your spouse is hurt, the most important thing for them is to feel understood, You need to show your spouse that you are aware of the pain that you have caused, and you also need to address it in your apology. So take responsibility for the hurtful things that you said or did. This also means that you are not going to blame your spouse for how you behaved and that you will resist the temptation to become defensive. Yeah. So Daniel, we'll use an example of an apology that went well for us and then show you how quickly it could have gotten ugly. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay, so we have an agreement that we will have dinner late two times a week so that you have time to play the Nintendo Switch with our kids. This is a bonding moment. Y'all love to do this together. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that their brains are rested enough to go to bed at a certain time. So that was the agreement that we came on. That's right. That being said, I will have dinner ready at 630 30 on those days so that y'all have time to play and I have time to work and then we'll have dinner all together. Well, so what happened was that 6.30 came along and I had called down dinner, everyone. It's time for dinner. And then?
1: But we were in the middle of a mission, right? We we're playing Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> and, it's important. Yeah. And, and there's no save button, save and quit button and resume where you're at. So I ran upstairs and I was like, okay, uh, we just need to finish this mission and and then we'll come up, okay? So it's just going to be a little bit longer. And then I ran downstairs. I didn't hear what you had to say. I just kind of said it and then went downstairs and we kept on playing.
2: Right. Well, I didn't say anything because I wasn't about to yell at you while you're having... Fun with the kids. And so I thought about what I was going to say. I took some deep breaths because I felt disrespected. I felt like we had come to an agreement beforehand. And then all of a sudden, the game became more important than dinner time. And the fact that I made an elaborate meal, I made ribs and all of that. So I cooked for an hour and then it's just going to sit there cold. So y'all came up 20 minutes later. I had actually just started eating because I wanted my dinner warm. Yeah. And you sat down. The kids were all talking about it. And you looked at me and I said, we need to talk about this later.
1: And I was like, oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a delicious dinner, but yeah. emotionally it wasn't.
2: <laughs> so fast forward, the kids are in bed. We are talking on the couch, just catching up with each other. We're both calm. We're cuddling. And then I bring up, hey, babe, can we talk about this whole Nintendo Switch event that happened today? Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay. And so I said, I felt disrespected and I was really hurt that our agreement wasn't followed upon because I stopped what I was doing to be able to create this meal for all of us to enjoy together. And I felt like you just didn't care. The game was more important than me.
1: Mm -hmm. And Christina, you sharing all of that with me in the tone that you did was really helpful because I didn't see it that way. Right? I was just like, well, you know, it's okay. I mean, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It doesn't, I mean, it's just, it's not like there's school tomorrow, we're, we're gonna be okay. But when you said things the way that you did, I was like, oh, okay, it really helped me. You helped me get into your shoes and understand mm-hmm. the full situation.
0: The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki Available wherever books are sold.
1: So, after acknowledging how you felt and, and the way that you were hurt, I took full responsibility and apologized, not going to any of those fake ones <laughs> and, and being defensive.
2: And honestly, this conversation was like three minutes. Yeah, it's true. And afterwards, like, you know, I, I said, I forgive you because I really did. It wasn't just an automatic thing. We looked at each other and we're like, whoa.
1: Wait, this is over? It's done? We
2: did it! (laughs) Like, it wasn't a huge fight. Yeah, that's right. Like, go us! We're growing! (laughs) (laughs) Now, how it could have been, like, a 300-minute conversation. Yes,
1: it could have, yeah. Yeah
2: is if I shared that first with me yelling at you, being like, how dare you do this, mm. blah, blah. And then you coming back and either fake apologizing or getting really defensive and being like, what are you talking about? This is just a 15 minute delay. Why are you making such a big deal out of this?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I, I honestly, Christina, I think your um, like where you were at emotionally in describing and explaining everything made world's difference Mm -hmm. like it's it it seriously was the biggest thing because because how you spoke to me I mean there was no reason for me to be defensive because you were just plainly stating how you felt so that I could place myself in your shoes
2: exactly and then as you apologized, Daniel I felt validated and that you acknowledged my hurt and helped me feel listened to and cared for and how beautiful is that, right? Instead of getting defensive on either party's part, we can help our spouse feel listened and cared for. Yeah. That's the point of an apology is to reconnect.
1: Yeah. So after offering a sincere apology and then acknowledging their hurt and not getting defensive, uh, you gotta, this is the third step, you gotta express willingness to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm.
2: You need to tell your spouse what you have learned from the incident and then list the things that you will do or change to avoid repeating the same mistake again. It's crucial, okay, y'all listen up, it's crucial that you actually believe in this and to make it realistic. Just saying, oh, I I won't do it again, when you fully intend to do the exact same thing, y'all, that's only going to damage your relationship even more. So say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't lie to your spouse or make false promises, okay?
1: Yeah. So the reason it was a three-minute conversation wasn't because I just said, oh, I'm sorry. I'll never do that again, period. No, I expressed what was going to be different moving forward, right? We talked about that. We were like, okay, yeah, you're right. I should have just canceled the game and said, okay, kids, we're done, there's, I mean, it's dinner time. Mommy's worked on this. This is our agreement. So let's go upstairs and eat. Or instead of starting that second mission 15 minutes before dinner time, we could have played a different game or just looked at our characters or done something else, knowing that dinner was going to be coming up soon. So the next day, because this is a family thing, I talked to the kids and I told them hey, daddy's sorry for making the wrong choice. I hurt mommy, I disrespected her, and I didn't lead you well. So next time, this is what's going to happen.
2: And the kids were like cool dad (laughs) like, okay it wasn't a big deal yeah like sure let's do this well I've come to learn that I have very strong ideas in my head about what I would like done to rectify the situation maybe you feel the same way too but I am actually really horrible at expressing (laughs) these strong ideas I just want Daniel to be a mind reader and to come up with the ideas that match my expectations Unfortunately, that's unfair. And that is really not reality. We are all different people with a unique set of traits and different needs. So Daniel and I, while we were talking, we came up with those ideas and situations together of Mm -hmm. what to do, because he could have come up with something completely different, which may have worked, or I may have felt like, no, that's you're not understanding me. That's totally wrong. I would never do that. And he would be lost because he'd be like, "But this is what I would do in this situation. Yeah, right. So coming together, being able to discuss how we can move on from this is really important. That's right. And you know what, though? sometimes your spouse may not actually know what's going to make things better. They just they just may not know in the moment. and that's okay. The point is that you can show your spouse that you are there for them and that you're willing to listen. That alone, podcast family, can help restore your connection right there.
1: Yeah. So in apologizing, this is what expressing willingness to do whatever it takes looks like. And that brings us to our last point here, which is to be patient and to not push for forgiveness.
2: We talked about this already a little bit earlier in the podcast, how we really do want to receive forgiveness from our spouse, right? That's That would be the most ideal thing. However, remember that your main objective for apologizing is not to get forgiveness and be comfortable again quickly. It's to start building trust and connection again. Sometimes forgiveness takes time, y'all. We all know this in our own hearts, too. If someone says their story, but you're not ready to forgive, it's really hard to say I forgive you and mean it. That means that you may need to give your spouse some space and time to process all the unpleasant emotions that come with hurt, anger, frustration, disappointment, and so on. It's important to not rush them through this process or guilt them into saying that it is taking them too long to forgive you. Or the classic, well, God forgave me. Why can't you forgive me? Uh-uh-uh. No. That's... No. <laughs> yeah, don't do no, that. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, i slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, after the apology, it's important not to act like everything is back to normal and nothing happened. Yes, you may have cleared the air with your apology, but remember that forgiveness is a process and not a one-time event. As you both work to restore the relationship again, this is really a great opportunity for you to demonstrate your commitment to your spouse. Actively show them through your actions that you are willing to invest your time and energy to make things better for them. You can love them You can find out their love languages, you can pray for them, and you can serve them out of a love that expects nothing in return.
1: Yeah, that's so right, Christina. Knowing how to apologize well by following these four steps is honestly one of the keys to successful relationships. It's not about never hurting one another or sweeping things under Mm -hmm. the carpet or just, you know, not accepting blame for something, right? Instead, for a healthy relationship, we need to be able to acknowledge and respond to our spouse's emotional pain when it happens. It will happen. We are humans. We are imperfect. We are all going to mess up. So we, so instead of trying not to mess up, I think what we need to do is learn how to respond and how to work things out and apologize well. The fact is, you can and should be accountable. But like we talked about on last week's episode about boundaries, everyone is responsible for their own emotional reactions. Relationships? are a tender dance and they can have many moments where you are stepping on each other's toes, but by knowing how to apologize well, Uh, These stepping on toes moments can go from hurting each other to learning to work together and repair your emotional connection. So if you've been driving or working out or doing something else while listening to this episode, don't worry, all the notes are at inbetween.org slash episode 132 and that's actually a great place to send your spouse to or another person that might have come to mind Uh, to share this episode with them as well or you could just hit that share button on your favorite podcasting app and send this episode to them as well so we just want to thank you again for listening in to our podcast week after week and you know what you're not going to want to miss next week's episode because we have ron deal coming back on the episode to talk about the five languages of love for blended families
2: we'll catch you next week